1: Yay! Welcome, Mary Beth.
2: Hello, I'm very excited to be here and to talk about this movie. I'm very excited.
0: <laughs> We're excited to have you, especially for this movie and this month's theme, which is "She Already Done Had Herses." We are celebrating women in horror who get to have weapons, and usually, agency comes with the weapons. I don't make the rules.
1: Right, it's true. And- and we can't, we can't stop the drag race references. So here we are. No.
2: <laughs> it's We've great. It's them. an amazing combination of things. I feel like drag race women <laughs> with weapons. It's incredible. It's all I want.
0: <laughs> VH1 should find us.
1: What to
2: Call them.
0: Yeah. I all
1: right. Well, this is your first time on Mary Beth, so we're going to start where we always start with new guests. What's your favorite scary movie?
2: Oh, I knew you were going to ask me this and I still <laughs> um I think my favorite scary movie at the current moment is Lake Mungo. If you have if I have to like share my favorite it, it's Lake Mungo. I'm a found footage queen. So okay, okay. I love it. So yeah, and I'm also we'll talk about this probably with the ones, but I love Australian horror too, so Lake Mungo. At, I mean, like, you asked me tomorrow and it'll be something different, but as <laughs> really? of today it's Lake Mungo. Nice. <laughs> have you guys seen, seen like? One. Have you seen I, it? You no. haven't spent-
0: it's been on my list forever, and I'm happy you also said you do Australian horror because I need to find more because of this. This was my first one, and I need oh. more. Oh,
2: yes. Okay, so Lake Mungo's incredible. I think it's like shameless plug, they did a Blu-ray release for it, and I wrote an essay in the booklet because they like I'm very vocal about how much I love it, and it's sad and creepy, and it's just it's a really good movie. So highly recommend checking it out. I think it's finally streaming. It wasn't streaming for a while. I think so, it was on Shutter. It was. I don't know if it still is, but I hope so. yeah, it's real good. We'll find
1: it. We'll find it somewhere. Yeah. It's, it's out there. I'm sure it's somewhere. Yeah,
2: somewhere.
1: <laughs> So, what is your horror origin story? What got you started in this insane world?
2: Um, okay. I have been doing this with the horror thing since I was 4, 4 years old. My grandfather, my dad's side, is not the most responsible uh, caretaker for children <laughs> and said a 4-year-old can watch jaws and it'll be fine. <laughs> Dear listener, uh, it was not fine. I didn't go in the ocean for four or five years and I actually thought that a shark could come out of my bath drain or into a pool for a while. Like I was scared to swim with my eyes closed underwater because I thought a shark would come out of somewhere and get me. And that went on for a while. Um, <laughs> so that's like the first. And also, just like as an aside, my grandfather did the same thing with my other cousin, who the only other girl cousin I have. And it was with Saw. And I don't understand oh, wow. what about like that's worse than, and that is worse than Jaws. I will me yeah. to that. That is worse than Jaws. And everyone was like, "How did you not change it? Like you didn't." And he's like, "I couldn't find the remote. It was the." It was the <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's such a grandpa thing, though. Like, I couldn't find that. I I don't know.
2: And instead of just, like, turning the TV off or unplugging it, he just let my cousin, who was, like, four or five watch saw. And she was terrified of her closet for years. So, I I guess it's just a rite of passage for the the young women in my family to be traumatized by my (laughs) grandfather. Um, But I digress. So, I was terrified but still kind of loved that so I always loved scary stuff and my dad and I bonded um over horror stuff a lot because my mom is not a big horror person but my dad is so I started watching horror really consistently with him when I was younger we would go to a movie theaters we would rent things at Blockbuster and you know like he I was a terrified kid but I didn't stop watching scary stuff like I slept with my lights on forever like <laughs> I was a scared little bitch. Like I was terrified <laughs> of everything, but I loved it at the same time. Like I didn't thought th- I didn't think I loved it back then, but then I, you know, I, I reflect and I'm like, there's no way I would have kept watching this stuff if I didn't love it. So like, I, I loved ghost hunting shows. So I was like religious ghost hunters watcher. I loved like the paranormal. I love everything with that. So like I was consuming movies and ghost hunting shows and reading a bunch and I was the weird kid who showed people like teeth and Midnight Me Train in high school for Are movie nights. I can see this. <laughs> this the, I can see this. Sh- sh- shocking, I know. It's very. It's a very surprising thing that I did. Yeah, people loved coming to my movie nights, and by loved, I mean were terrified about what I uh, hells I picked for them. Um, and then I always love horror movies, and I. But then I went to college and took a horror movie class, and was like, wait you can write about this and sound smart. I, my mind was fucking blown. Like I was introduced to like film theory with horror and criticism and like a whole new like, realm of horror. Cause like, I was very much like find the weird indie gross stuff. I didn't really watch a lot of international stuff or older stuff. So like my mind exploded. Cause I realized you can write about movies in like a super intelligent ways. And so that kind of launched me into wanting to be a writer Etc., etc., and it all kind of snowballed into where I am today. Okay. Listen, <laughs> snowballed awesome. so. some kind of nightmare snowball <laughs> that learned. went from me wanting to be a professor and going to grad school and doing horror stuff, and then realizing academia is a dumpster fire that I have no desire to be a part of. <laughs> and here I am today. So <laughs> at our
0: next staff meeting, we're gonna stay afterwards, talk about academia and the horror that really is. <laughs>
1: The the reality show of horror.
2: (laughs) Well, it's, like, people in academia, and, like, this is such, like, this is not a real complaint, really, but, like, everyone in academia is, like, horror is stupid. And they, like, didn't take me seriously. And I was, like, I'm literally writing about, like, film theory and horror movies, and you're telling me, like, this doesn't make sense. And it was, like, very frowned upon, and everyone thought it was weird. And I was, like, you're writing about movies in the 60s in France. Like, that's just as fucking weird and pretentious. Like, leave me alone. (laughs) Shut the fuck up! <laughs> Sorry, can I curse? Am I allowed to? Oh, yes. Yeah, you oh,
0: have okay. to- you, <laughs> you have to curse all the time. All right, you perfect. have to, you have to drop four letter words and drink. That's part of just being on the podcast. Okay, perfect, awesome. Like if any other arrangements, we need to talk about those months in advance. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: But yeah, you got me. Sorry, I got my, my academia high horse because that was a very life-changing experience when I like was like, oh, my dreams. But then I realized that you can write about this stuff and not be in academia and still be in a very toxic journalist pool. So oh. there's no <laughs> really escaping like a toxic group of people. I'm Look, sorry, like, this isn't very nice. I'm like dunking on everyone. <laughs> It needs the to be said PRD. though, you have never told a lie. <laughs> you have never told Look, a lie. I'm one of these writers in the in like the journalist circles, and it is a terribly toxic. It can be a terribly toxic group. It can be an incredible group. I have met some incredible people, you guys included. But boy, oh, boy, yeah. nightmare. Yeah. you can write a nightmare.
0: Nightmares. <laughs> nightmares. Oh. Everywhere is toxic. So many <laughs> nightmares
2: to like i
0: have i want to uh, like to jump on some of your points um to your first point <laughs> that i'm gonna jump on i i also don't like the way that horror is handled in academia because the friend who thought that they hated horror took one horror class in college and it was by a woman who taught them that horror was just slashers and it hated women and women were objectified and i was like you ha- There are so many, different because like this friend is like, oh yeah, I like Clue and like, I like mysteries and thrillers. I'm like, that's horror, baby. This is a big ass umbrella. And so I've been playing, what do you mean you don't like horror if you like these things and these are your favorite things over here? You, you <laughs> think that your vampire movies just appear? That's part of the genre. Like, and it's been a lot of like unpacking that and finally like, well, I just, the stabby stabby is what I was taught. And I was like, you were taught wrong. Do you have your teacher's name? Because I want to pull up on them and be like, hi, I know I'm nobody, but guess what? <laughs>
1: There's a list of films you need to watch. That's crazy,
2: because, like, my, my, my horror class was amazing because it was taught by this older gay guy Always. who loved international weird horror. Like, we watched Tetsuo the Iron Man, and we watched High Tension and Inside. Like, we watched some crazy shit, but he was very much, of, like, like, horror is incredible. And so that's so unfortunate. Also, why would you want to teach a class if you didn't like horror movies? That's so wild to me.
0: Exactly. I like, know that when, we- when I... When I teach, which I try not to do too often anymore, because again, academia is awful. But when I teach, I teach something I'm passionate about, so the kids are like passionate about it. Like when I was teaching in that awful school I just fled, <laughs> I was like, "Let's do, let's do new play exchange plays. Let's do new writers. Let's do like in, like intersectional new work." And so like they have this what does list of that like mean?
2: right, we're
0: intersectional, <laughs> and, what right, and the kids were mean? like, "It's <laughs> my students are like, it's not all white men. It's not all white men." <laughs> and I'm like, "It's not, baby. You're welcome."
2: <laughs> True. Academia is a mess anyway. <laughs> I Me and sure, I just started a podcast about academia being a nightmare. Listen.
1: <laughs> academia on fear Street.
0: Nightmare
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, on our- Academia Street. We're gonna mix it up. <laughs> oh. Ooh, we might get targeted again. Oh I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: I'm gonna do it myself. You can
2: cut that.
1: Is up. it that redundant <laughs> here on Academia Street? Hey, like... <laughs> all right, Marybeth. Are there any projects you want to plug? Ooh.
2: I have a few. Well, first, I am editor in chief of Dread Central. So, and Sheree writes incredible shit on Dread Central. So, follow Dread Central because she writes incredible stuff. I write some cool stuff. All of our writers write cool stuff. And it's just it's changed a little bit than what people have known of it before. So, (laughs) no comment. Um, So give us a look. We're doing. I'm just gonna get fired. I'm gonna get fired
0: from my job. You're fine. You're fine. No one at Dre listens to my podcast.
1: And you're saying good things. Change is good, y'all. Change is good.
2: <laughs> yeah, but we've changed a lot of stuff. And it's just, you know, it's becoming a really cool place for really awesome cultural criticism. So give it a look. I also have some podcasts. I have the Scarred for Life podcast that I host with Terry Menard, a gaily dreadful. And we the, interview people in the horror community, directors, writers like Shrey here. We talk about the movie that scared them as a kid. And then I have Watch Once, Never Again with Daxie Bobbin, where we talk about disturbing movies. We actually talked about this movie that we're talking about today. So yeah, So, that, and other projects. I have some other things coming out down the line. I have a couple books coming out with chapters I wrote in them. So just keep an eye. Ooh. And my socials are at mb mcandrews, where you can see all that shit and announcements and all that yes. good
1: stuff. Yes, follow for all the news
0: yeah you have to follow you have to follow marybeth and you also have to follow dread on instagram because Mary Beth has the tiktok passcodes so it's delightful <laughs>
2: <laughs> i know i'm having like i was telling i was telling josh our managing editor yesterday i'm like i'm embarrassed how much fun i have making tiktoks <laughs> for work i'm like i have just i'm just going to give in like i just like doing this stupid shit in my house like it's <laughs> fine so yeah follow us on instagram you can see my weird apartment
0: I I'm loving it like the other day I was like watching them and messaging you instead of giving you the article I owed you that's how much fun I'm having I'm not even lying behind procrastinating like oh I'm on the Instagram you're hilarious
2: (laughs) no like fair totally fair I'm like this is better than writing an article I get that me like me writing my own articles like I'll write it at one in the morning the day before it's due.
0: (laughs) I love when I do that, and then somebody tries to hurt my feelings with ugh, all these typos. I'm like, I wrote it at 2 a.m.
2: <laughs> I'm being published. What are you doing today? <laughs> I'm <laughs> getting paid for my work, bitch. Like, yeah. you, right? <laughs> who are you?
0: Right? You're you again? about it. <laughs> like, why are you obsessed with me? Oh. I know. Oh.
2: Why so obsessed with me? Thanks well, for reading it. Thanks for giving it. You know what? But you gave us the page view. So you know what? You gave us money, asshole. So <laughs> you found the typos. You clicked on the article and you gave us ad revenue. So ha <laughs> ha.
1: you.
0: People don't get that. Because I pull up and be like, I don't understand why you hate Stanley Kubrick. I'm like, well, you're already wrong for many reasons. <laughs> but thank you for listening to that episode. Because like it counts. It's still right. one of our top five because of people like you. <laughs>
2: Thanks, right.
1: right, exactly. Thanks for the money.
0: Bye. Trent's
2: like getting us on track. He's like, all right, guys. Pivot
0: back. <laughs> He's like, she's hit up one place she's worked, and we're going to end up in grad school. It's a slippery slope. Let us get back, <laughs> <laughs> us get back on track.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, let's talk about this movie. <laughs> let's discuss the loved ones, because there is a lot, a lot to unpack with this film.
2: Okay, so just like real quick. I love this movie so much. I am a connoisseur of sick girl horror. I love extreme horror. I love violent horror. I love torture porn. I know this about myself. And so this movie is an absolute fave of mine. So I was very excited that you guys asked me to come talk about this movie and the more I've watched it like the first time I watched this movie I was very much like look she's nailed like they're hammering knives into his feet and look how crazy Lola is but I've watched this a couple times now and I it's a really interesting movie about grief actually which I didn't catch the first time I watched it but this whole movie is very much about the process of grieving which is fascinating in a movie like this. Yeah, Did you guys you pick it?
1: up on that too? Oh, totally. <laughs> and you see it through very different, like completely different lenses with the with yeah. um, is it is Brent, is that his name, the lead? Yeah. 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 Or yeah. by the lead, but you know, the male lead, the victim, <laughs> <laughs> shall we say. Uh you see it with Brent, you see it with his mother, and then you also see it with the the Valentines. Because it, well, you don't notice this at first, but when you realize that it's their son and her brother who was the, the victim that we saw at the beginning, you see it through very different lenses of how long they've had to grieve how how they ha- how they uh process their grieving and trauma yeah no i thought that was a really strong part of this film it,
0: I, it made me happy i came back through because the first time i watched it it was on clubhouse and we were drunk as we are on clubhouse and so some of that just like missed me and i was like what what was this about what was that about i don't understand and so seeing it again these two times for this recording i was like this is grief she's acting out she's not just like trying to be like sexually active and dance she's she's not <laughs> processed her grief yet she is grieving her father is grieving her mother is grieving even like brent's mom is like don't get in cars because i've been traumatized Okay, no more cars <laughs> and it's like a movie of grief and feels a, i i even felt bad for lola this last go around don't get me wrong i mean she she's doing a lot but like anybody <laughs> listening to not pretty enough in their room <laughs>
1: Multiple times? Am I
0: not pretty enough? <laughs> I went back to all my WB proms that I watched as a child. <laughs> I was like, Pacey never called me. I relate to her.
1: <laughs> She's also singing it while she walks down
2: the, the road. Like... <laughs> we have um, all been there we've all been there that's honestly like how i feel all the time um but but i i was what i really enjoyed about this movie is that it feels like there's these weird like threads that don't make a lot of sense you're like okay brent and then lola but then you have mia and him and the dance like what does that have to do with anything and then it all comes together at the end in this like fucked up web of sadness and gore and i love that because i was like Sean, so Sean Burns, like I love him. He's only made two or three movies and he needs to make more movies. And he's just thinking because you made this one and then Devil's Candy. I need to see that immediately because this is it's amazing. So good. Well, because like and he loves heavy metal, like as you can tell, obviously, in this and Devil's Candy is like way more metal, and it's real cool. So the
1: soundtrack of this was all over. So the place, good!
0: I, it. This I will <laughs> I, I'm i happy you said that because I, I also get like a heavy like mtv too much music of the late 90s, early aughts when watching this vibe. It felt like a Foo Fighters video and I was like, where's Dave Grohl at? I will always look at him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was like, is Biff naked here? What are What are we doing? I'm ready. But it's just the way it was like handled and <laughs> stylized. Um, It felt very early Fall Out Boys and I was like, I'm not mad at this aesthetic.
1: Yeah. The one part I want to say that I thought might have been a little a little bit too much for me and i'm curious to get what your thoughts on it because i always have a a very visceral feeling when it comes to self-harm and when you see his scars and the fact that he's wearing the the razor blade which we see gets brought back into the fold of the uh, towards the end of the film how he can escape and all that stuff i it just felt really i don't know
2: Ugh. It's very, it, it, it felt, especially because there's the part where he takes it off and, like, puts his hand on it and, like, it's, like makes a fist around it and cuts him, his hand. And it, it felt a little, like, a little emo boy. But, like, not in, like, the way of, like, he's grieving, but more, it felt like a shock value kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, unfortunately, as much as I love this movie self-harm and horror is not very responsible a lot of the time it's more like a look at this person in pain they're hurting themselves rather than like kind of having a more nuanced understanding of that so just like with the way he acts it definitely felt like look at him kind of thing rather yeah
1: and i feel like we got the fact that he was emotionally traumatized and dealing with grief without that i didn't need that to know that he was like hurting you know?
2: Well, and, like, they had the part where he was climbing, and it looks like he's gonna let go, and, like, that, to me, would be a, a, just an mm-hmm. easier way to do it, rather than, like, look, he's edgy and wears a razor blade around his neck. Right? Right? <laughs> I right? Went to Hot Topic and bought this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, it made me really mad, and I'm trying to, like, justify it, even though it doesn't work, as, like, this is, like, a sort of a symbol, that like we're all carrying our grief in a certain way, or we're carrying toxic behaviors. And, because, like, I mean, like, is, is Mia is that the sister am I let me look at my Mia is yeah, the
2: the goth sister
0: yes like Mia's definitely carrying her trauma in a way and trying mm-hmm. to carry other people's business oh, yeah. and so I was like <laughs> if we're talking about the ways in which we hurt ourselves when we're trying to like figure out our emotions that's a thing you can do but you don't need to do it with the, the blade and the rocks
2: I I was like is this the same movie
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. it, <laughs> that, see,
2: that, exactly that is exactly it it doesn't feel like it the same it. it's got like very melodramatic it's very melodrama at the beginning yeah very melodramatic it brought
1: me back to like ginger stamps too and i was like why are we doing this to ourselves
2: <laughs> <laughs> this was like 2007 or 2009 so we weren't told was it that is that when it was from It's from like the, the odds yeah it's
1: 2009 and i yeah and they re-released it in 2012 in an extended cut or whatever oh
0: okay. an extended cut
1: that's what i i watched it because i watched it on prime I didn't have time to download Pluto, but uh, <laughs> and it's an extended cut on there that was released in 2012, huh? an unrated edition.
0: Good to know. I don't know what's different, but I'm gonna find out. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm gonna find out. Because um, one of one of my notes is that like this is not. This is not the gratuitous victim we normally get because, like, have if we have women captured in these sort of films, it's boobs all day and it's all this like <laughs> awful like assault. But the way that this was shot, um, it made me feel it made me have hope that we can like film these sort of things, these sort of things, if we have to film them in a way that's not just like very disingenuous and gross for the women involved. And so I'm like, where's Sean Burnett? Can he not like help y'all figure out some of this? Because you're just like get her naked and we'll go from there, and it's very male and I hate it. <laughs>
2: Well, there's a male there's a really male gazy part, but like on per it's like it, yeah. a really male gazy part, but on purpose. It's not like that cold, like look at her body in pain, but like a no, no, like we're going to really make you understand this. And that's the part where Lola is getting dressed in front of her dad. Because this movie, this movie has like the biggest incest vibes of all. And like, not even like it's not subconscious, they- guys. Like it is like it it is a movie about incest. Like, let's just be put that out yeah, of the way.
1: The the whole dance with me daddy. And then in the and they almost kiss when she's like, "You're the prince I've always needed," and I was like, uh."
0: (laughs) (laughs) "When she jumped up to put on the dress he brought her." And stripped down in front of him, I was like, never with any of my family have I purposely gotten naked after I was able to like dress my own self. And even before then, I was like, do you need to be here, mom? And so I
2: don't, I don't I mean, understand. Like, the camera just like pans up her body because you're looking from his perspective, and like you are understanding how her father is looking at her, and <laughs> so creepy. But again, it just adds that layer of just. Rep- like repulsion to this this movie that is just ugh. Ugh, but, and but I love she gets how she she like besides that oh sorry what you're gonna say
1: <laughs> I was gonna say really quick in the way she uses that to like manipulate him into doing what she wants him to do I just
2: I love her I know Lola's <laughs> a, like a cold hearted bitch and she's like absolutely <laughs> insane but I love Lola and I'll talk about that later but like she is an icon I don't care like oh yes. I just I, I love mean mean women and she is mean and she is gross like I just think about the scene where she he has to go to the bathroom she's looking she's like if you don't go my dad's gonna nail your dick to the chair and then and I'm like, like, some of us have does...
1: performance anxiety, okay? <laughs> and
2: she's like, it's crying. I'm like, you are unhinged." like, it is so unhinged and so uncomfortable and so disgusting. But she kills it. Like, she, oh, yes. glee, like, the performance is terrifying. Like, I don't know if I ever want to meet her in person. But, like, <laughs> she's
0: so good. I I just want, I want more time with Robin. Is it Robin McLeavy? Because, like, this is the one I've seen her in, I think. Yeah. yeah, my Australian horror is this in the Babadook, so I, it's not like I'm, <laughs> I'm an expert. Um, but I want more time with her because she she's having fun in this role, and we don't have enough villain roles in horror for women to have fun, which is why Superhost I will die on a hill for. Is it the perfect movie? No. Does she get to have fun? hells yes.
1: <laughs> and, and I was gonna mention that I love that. I mean, unless you, I mean, you probably could make a very good argument for this that the incest is, tra- is trauma, but like. Her, it, usually when we have female killers or female villains, they're usually like revenge or, you know, you slept with my husband. So now I'm going to torture you to death. But no, she just wanted to torture him. She just wanted him. And so she wanted to have him. And that's it.
2: But she also, and she's been doing that since she was a kid. Cause she has that photo album of like all of the boys. And she's like, look at them. It's like, she is just like cold hearted killer. And I don't, truly understand how she got away with it as long as she did but I guess like suspend your disbelief a little bit because like we discover there's a pit of boys like they open up a hatch in their floor and there's just like a pit of lobotomized men they're
1: they're her pets like
2: yes like all of the boys that she has captured and like made her own and carved hearts into are just in a pit of like weird feral men that she feeds like meat to and it's just like (laughs) again like just like how much weirder can we get oh she keeps all of she doesn't kill everyone she puts them in a pit because she drills a hole in their head like aside from the one that got away which is what caused Brett's car yes yes and I'm like one got away
0: out of all these decades (laughs) it it also made me wonder when exactly like lobotomized bright eyes because I I don't think mom was okay with that because she looks concerned even though she has no ability to do anything for herself anymore her eyes were very much not into it
1: right and granted I'm not like an expert in lobotomizing people, but, like...
0: What? Right?
1: Right? (laughs) What? You're the same school, Trent. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, I've always seen it to where they, like, put stuff, like, up their nose or, like, up their... And, like, I don't... So, it's usually
2: it's usually, like, in your teenager, your tear duct. Right. But I think they were just idiot. I think they're not idiots. That's not true. They were just like really shitty, scary people who were like, right. "Oh, we're not gonna do it the right way. We're just gonna drill a hole in your head." Did they pour boiling water into your head? Like, yes. Did that kill you? No. Okay. So this really, is, okay. I'm sorry that I know this. Jeffrey Dahmer did this. Oh. To his victims, he wanted to make human sex dolls. I'm so sorry. Um, and he would drill holes in their head and pour boiling water in there to like basically make scrambled eggs out of their brain but not necessarily kill them but they would basically be like living like they would be zombies essentially and he would have sex with them
1: i never i the more you know
0: i knew you were the perfect guest for this episode (laughs) but i didn't know how perfect
1: (laughs) i learned every day's school day
2: (laughs) all right yeah no you you i yeah you picked you picked a good movie for me to, to talk. <laughs> I,
0: I'm not gonna lie. When I was when we picked it, I was like, I want Mary Beth for this one. I don't know what her schedule is, but I want Mary Beth for this. one. <laughs> well, she knows Beth how she to boil it.
2: people's brains, apparently.
0: <laughs> I just sensed it. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Random Geminis have skills. <laughs> I'm sure it'll work out.
2: <laughs> a bank of weird knowledge that is never useful except in these very niche situations. <laughs> I'm glad it's useful.
1: Yeah. And well, and the character of bright eyes really confused me because I couldn't, she never got, well, she never had any like agency. So I was like, who is, is, who is she? Is she the mom or is she like one of the dad's victims? Or like, I don't know. My brain was like whirling. Cause like, if you don't give me a, a concrete answer, my brain's going to go everywhere and be like this possibility, that possibility. <laughs> I
0: thought
2: she was the mom yeah i think I, she, too. I think she was the so the the way that i viewed it and i think this is just like inference but she was the mom and then i think lola got jealous of her because of like she was taking attention from the dad and then she did it to her mom so she could get the attention of the dad
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it, it has very big purity bog on wrong vibes this movie <laughs> um
2: yes
1: oh my god that's so true oh my
0: <laughs> That's the perfect way to describe it. Cause this clearly started when she was a child, and her dad's like, "Whatever my princess wants." And like, she's clearly not like trying to have like relationships with these boys. She just wants to put them in her pit. Um. And so I'm just like, this feels very. I saw this documentary once, and I don't like it. <laughs>
1: <So>. <laughs> What's interesting too is on on IMDb, she is listed. Her character's name is listed as Princess, and not. Yes,
2: wrote. I was gonna bring that up. They call her like she's she's like. We're credited as princess, which and is so And he's daddy, weird.
1: princess and daddy.
0: <laughs> 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 I, I'm not gonna lie. I think that with all the blood and all the like gross things happening, the dog getting stabbed was what was like. Was this too far for me? That <laughs> was, a was lie. I'm
2: like, don't hurt the dog.
0: Oh, in like, the scene where you obviously—it's
2: just the rules, apparently. <laughs> when like
1: you, when you see the dog like die in the car, like oh, it takes his last breath. That was terrible. I was so sad.
2: like that's worse than just stabbing the dog. Like just stab. Like look, I'm sorry, stab a dog and kill it, but having him suffer. I'm like, you didn't have to do this to me. This is right. rude. this is <laughs> rude. I, because I was fine. I was
0: like, you know what? We've nailed his feet to the floor. We've done some shady shit. People have died. That's standard in a horror movie, but don't make me watch a dog die. Like, and and I know, because like we all know the dog's got to die. Like you said, it's a rule. Like it's like Chekhov's gun, but I guess it's Carpenter's dog. I don't actually know who started <laughs> it. I'd have to do some research. <laughs> and so I was just like, I know he's gonna go, but I don't want to see it like this. <laughs>
2: right, I know. Well, I also. I forgot in this movie how she injects bleach or cleaner into like, I think what this movie has so many incredibly like, th- like incredible things I've never really seen before in movies, like injecting bleach into his vocal cords. So he can't scream. And when he does scream, it's the most horrifying thing I've ever heard in my entire life where it's like not quite raspy, but not quite there. And it's like this weird rattly scream that is just mm-hmm. really gross. And I hate it, but like, they're just so sadistic. <laughs> right?
1: What was the what was the white powder that they were throwing on his open wounds? Salt. Was it yeah, salt? Yeah, it
2: was just salt. Yeah, okay, I thought it but was something worse than that.
1: No, I, I no. thought that at first, but then she was like, "Don't do too much; it's really bad for you." And I was like, "Okay, I get that it would hurt, but like, is salt that bad for you?"
0: Yeah. You, mm, so you're not supposed to put salt in wounds because it fucking hurts. And so to have a giant heart carved in your chest and got a bunch of salt in it, I think I would also shit myself.
2: Just also, just like, also like I feel like she just says things too. You know what I mean? Like,
1: well, yeah. Because then she opened up the whole thing and just like
2: throws
1: all the salt on him.
2: Well, and like when they put the the bleach in his. <laughs> in his throat and they go we can't hear you <laughs> it's my favorite line of the whole movie because they're just like on hand yelling that at each other and she just like constantly is cackling and saying these weird one-liners that are incredible like she has main character syndrome and i love that about her same they felt like
0: two sadistic game show hosts just gone wild, <laughs> and it's like you're. It's your turn now, Brent. Come on down. <laughs> He's like, I don't wanna. <laughs> and it's right. Just the high energy that they have while they're doing all this like fucked up shit. I was like, I'm really into this movie. I really love this movie.
1: Was you trying <laughs> to feed in the chicken? Uh, the chicken land? Is, like... it <laughs> is it
2: finger licky. licking good? Is it finger licking good? <laughs> I
0: don't know how KFC felt about that, but this is a better. <laughs> This is a much better movie than whatever Mario Lopez did for them.
2: Oh <laughs> Just, God. my God, I totally forgot. Oh my God.
0: I, I haven't seen it, but I know. I, I can make some assumptions.
2: <laughs> you know, I would. I was thinking about like with the finger looking good stuff. I'm like, one, is everyone okay who wrote this movie? Like, obviously not. I think it would be even more incredible if she ad-libbed that. I don't I thought, think she did, but it would be so funny. were a of
1: lines in there that I thought she might have. Because I was like, right? what? It's kind of too clever to be
2: written. Like (laughs) I know. I'm just like, some of the things that you're saying here are just fucking nuts. And they feel off the cuff in a way that's incredible. But I, yeah, I would love to know because some of the things she says. (laughs) Jesus.
0: Everything she says is not about how much in love she's... (laughs) <laughs> How she's in love with her dad? I was here for. <laughs> that was yeah. like, I can't support this. When you were having fun torturing him, we could have talked, but like I think this is a little bit too much.
1: The moment she said dance with me, daddy, I was like, nope, this isn't going to be. It's not going to be good. It's not going no, to. Then this is <laughs> not it. No, it,
0: it was very much like we were all rooting for you. <laughs> we were all rooting for you. <laughs> we forgot about the bedroom. We were all rooting for you.
2: <laughs> we were all rooting for you. Uh,
0: yeah. I even like how she's direct with him after he's pissed her off. And she's like, I'm going to go kill your mom and stab your girlfriend in the heart. I'm like, these are actionable items. Look at you having goals.
2: She's got a to-do list, right? I
1: mean, they're pretty lofty goals, but she has them.
2: Honestly, she- I don't know if they're that lofty for her. Like That that, that child note. She's a child. Like she knows yeah. what she's doing with a nice. The if knife. they didn't
1: live so far away, how are you gonna get
2: there? That's true. <laughs> yeah. That's I very mean, true. She was in good shape because she was making her way
0: downtown walking fast. Walking fast. Making fast in her homebound. <laughs> 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 um, so I just, I don't know. I was really here for her and the idea of her aside from that whole dad thing because like again i just love to see women driving mayhem in movies and we don't get enough of that in like a good fun way and i also love how they were just like let's assault the eyes with pink her underwear pink her t-shirt is pink the dress she slips into is pink her whole rim is pink her like death book is pink because <laughs> like <laughs> they were like let's take that like little bitty like outdated <laughs> gender note and just like put it everywhere. And so you have this (laughs) pink monster.
2: It's sort of like who we think Angelica grew up to be from Rugrats. Oh Oh my god. This is the sequel to Rugrats. It's just like, I love how pink everything is. It's just like so, it's got like 80s vibes and it's just so feminine and it's like very much playing up with like, look, she seems like the weird girl at school and she's weird all right, but not in the way you think because she's like wearing (laughs) like the pink kind of like very young looking t-shirts and kind of just looks like the nerdy quiet girl at school and then It's like, huh? Right. Sort of, but worse. (laughs) So. so, Always be nice to the world kids, guys. You never know. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Always. Um,
1: I know that we mentioned the soundtrack earlier, but one thing I do wanna mention that I think was really successful too is just the sound of all of it like the sound effects, the set, the score, like the scene where he's getting kidnapped on the, the hillside and it's silent, but you're hearing this like, I think they're like a string instrument of some kind. And it's cutting between that and the mom looking out the window yeah. for him. It's yeah. just incredibly shot. The sound works great. The editing is great. The direction's great. It's just really well done. And then cut to the end when she, when he's, or when both of them, are drilling through his forehead, the sound effects made me want <laughs> to
2: vomit. <laughs> I know. It's so gross. <laughs>
1: oh.
2: Oh. <laughs>
0: I don't even know how to, cause like, it's not, it's not the goriest movie, but the way it's done is just disturbing in a way that I was not ready for, because I like to go into stuff not knowing anything. So I was like, I'm going to watch this movie. And Jazz, like, it's chaotic. (laughs) And I implied, like, oh, this is, this is more than chaotic. What have I done?
1: (laughs) I think it's because it's real. Like, it's real. Like, that really feels like the, if you were to get kidnapped by an insane high school girl, like, that is... And she cuts you with a fork. That's what it would look like. Or they stabbed you in the leg or the foot. That's what it would look like. So it look it feels real as opposed to some some gore just feels so outlandish that you're like, that's not how that would work.
0: The visual of her holding the bloody fork with her bloody hand after doing it will be with me until the day I die. Um, (laughs) just whoever was like, we need that one in there. Kudos.
2: Pretty. Am I not pretty enough? This is like, it's get stuck in my head. It's gonna be in my head for two weeks after this. I swear to God. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I will say just another editing note. I think cutting back and forth between the torture and the grieving mother and, and the girlfriend and then the friend at the dance and all that stuff was was well paced because I feel like if I got too much of that torture in one sitting, I would really put it would make me feel even worse. But then they cut it out between you know really bad parts and so it made it it made it watchable because <laughs> there's some torture porn i'm like i can't watch this i feel like i'm gonna be miserable
2: <laughs> well and it also feels like it's not just torture porn for the sake of torture porn you know what i mean like a lot of torture porn is very much just shock value and obviously mm-hmm. this is about shock but it's way more than that like we talked about it's about grief and cutting between all these people shows like grieving in different stages and grieving different things. And it mm-hmm. just like makes it feel more purposeful than like a hostel right. or something where it's right. just, like, just watch the human body get massacred.
1: Right. And it makes it, there's some hope involved because you're seeing that there is a world outside of this torture
2: mm-hmm. that he can yeah.
1: easily get back to and be saved by.
2: Well, and also like how quickly they figure it out. You know what I mean? Like, no, mm-hmm. I, I feel like they're very quickly, like something is wrong. It's not just like a, oh, he's fine. Well, look, there is that little bit of that, but, like, the mom and the girlfriend immediately sync up, and I love that, because I feel like that Mm -hmm. never happens in horror, where, like, they're usually at odds, but, like, they sync up immediately, and, like, something is wrong, and, like, that is both yeah. refreshing and help the pace a lot. It's not just someone being like, "He's missing, he's missing," but it's like, "Oh no, fuck this! Like something is going on." And yeah, you may, know, there's someone out there
1: looking for him. it. Yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. And like you said, it's it makes it more tense. It's like a race to when people are going to find him and like what's going to happen when they find him, kind of situation too.
1: And can yeah. he survive? <laughs> I,
0: also I, had, I also
2: love that the cop.
0: I also love that the cop had to go to is the father of the guy we see up top. So the cop yep. was actually like invested. It wasn't just like your standard movie cop. Um, yep. do, 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 do. I don't know. Um, Cause like, I mean, yes, I'm not a fan of the cops, but we could have one that's not worthless. And this is the one. And so we're good to go back to them being worthless forever and always.
2: Cool. Yeah, you know, a brief glimpse into like a relatively successful horror movie cop. And that's great. We'll acknowledge it and move on. Right. <laughs> it's like This is what we could have, but we don't. We don't. <laughs> so we have something to aspire to. Well, but also you said if he can survive and like this, these kinds of movies always be, I'm always like, can you actually survive this? Because especially when he falls out, of, he tries to escape and he falls out of the tree <laughs> and into the truck. And I started giggling every time I giggle. Cause it's just like,
1: why did he not keep running? Jump out the other side of the tree. Like,
2: I don't know. I don't but like when I love it when she's at the bottom of the tree, like cackling and throwing rocks at him, like once again, just showing, like, yeah, you just kicked my ass, dude. But it doesn't matter. Like, you can kick my ass all you want, and I will still come after you with a rock, which Mm -hmm. is even cooler because like she gets her ass kicked, and I love it when women get their ass kicked in movies too. Because, like, we can get our asses kicked, like, it's cool, (laughs) it's fine. Kick our ass. Um, but especially
1: when we're torturing you and you know exactly
2: exactly and it but just like when he fell out of the tree i was like is, i don't i feel like he hit it in a way that he wouldn't be okay at all <laughs> i don't they know were, it just that stuff always makes me laugh like can the human body actually survive this or are we just having to suspend disbelief i don't know
0: <laughs> listen yeah I, this is one of those movies where I definitely wish that we could know what happens the day after. Like, when you're in the hospital with a giant heart carving your chest, like, what is the emergency room doing? Are they just like, uh, we're gonna fix you, but we need pictures because this is not like, what is where do you go after this? Like, the people who find the boys in the basement, like, what do they do what with those boys? Yeah. What is this cleanup? Because, like, that's one of my favorite questions that they have a movie. What is this cleanup?
1: What is that star <laughs> gonna look like? <laughs>
2: Listen. Oh, that's really Will terrible. he ever speak like, again? Oh, God. Yeah, I was also thinking that. I'm like, can they flush it out of him? Or is he just stuck?
0: Will his feet always have holes? Like, what? I just, I need, Fuck I have stigmata.
1: Have stigmata always. Who <laughs> fools the Catholic Church? That's, that's the sequel to this.
2: But yeah, I always think about that. Just like, okay, so are the guys in the basement just like doomed? Do- yeah, probably. Like how I don't really know how you come back from that. Um, what's gonna happen to Brett? Like we- I don't know. We just may maybe to with lots of, of therapy,
1: but their brains are cooked. So,
2: yeah, that's the thing. You can't really reconfigure it. I don't think that I don't know that part. I don't know. I know most of the steps, but not the recovery part. I mean to be fair, it's hard to find the recovery part. Like (laughs) like,
1: most people don't survive.
2: Most people don't survive that, I don't think. So (laughs) So, yeah. Well, and I was okay, I also was thinking about this because like you have the melodramatic kind of like self-harm stuff at the beginning. And then I was this is terrible. But I was like It's funny how he goes through all this like self-harm and kind of ideation and then gets tortured and he's like, I no longer wish to die. Like I, I revoke, I revoke any kind of, cause like, this is terrible, but like, I feel like, oh, well, cool. Someone's going to do it for me, I guess. But then he's just like, no, 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 I, I, nope. I was just, nope. Just kidding. Nope. It it was very
0: much like, not like this. This is not what I envisioned. Um...
2: Not like this. (laughs) (laughs) I know it was like a dark thought, but I was thinking, I was like, oof, nothing, nothing to really put you in perspective, like getting captured by your creepy classmate and her creepy yes. father.
0: Right. I, I had so many concerns and questions. Uh, just like, who brought it up? Who was like, should we start kidnapping boys? Like, was that a Lola move? Or was the dad like, you seem lonely. You want to kidnap some dudes? From your base gear.
1: Well, and, in, oh, oh. and Lola says when she's about to pour, well, no, when she's about to drill the hole in his head, she tells him that he is her first, to that she is doing this too. So I think the dad is the one that's been lobotomizing and like pouring I mean, the boiling water. I mean, his so-
2: idea wasn't.
1: <laughs> oh, right. Well, the I mean, well, was but, then,
2: like, but then like, cause it's unclear. It gives you that weird grooming dynamic, kind of grooming vibe though, because if he, mm-hmm. in my head, a young girl isn't necessarily gonna propose something like that. Like he may have gotten like kind of the vibe from her about like for some reason, but he probably started it and perpetuated it and it just has like w- creepy grooming vibes like he's supposed to look subservient to her and like she's in charge but if you if you think about it a little too much, like I have he's he's groomed her and made this mon- made her a monster and, and it's what I feel. What if- What if the mom?
1: I think I agree too, because like, what if the mom was the first victim because she was showing the baby or the toddler too much attention, where the dad got jealous and lobotomized her. I don't
2: know, just don't know. or or he started falling in love with the kid and like didn't want her to. Yeah, and like didn't want the didn't want her to like, and she was maybe catching on, and he was he did that to her. That, that's my theory, is
0: that the mother probably was like, I don't like the way you give her attention. And the father was like, Well, I don't like the way you point that out. And then he was like, It's not bad, Lola. What we did to your mom, we can get you some friends this way. And I feel like that's how it started going this way. It it gives me big, it gives me big. It gives me a big Uncle Peck in Having to Drive, which is a play that I love, but it's also very incestuous. And it's about how he grooms her, but you almost feel bad for him because like it, the way it's written in Paula Vogel. And so it sort of mm. reminds me of that where you, you really are sitting here going, but who started this? But also she was a child. So even if it was her idea, he was the adult that was like, yeah, let's lobotomize some preschoolers. And so he doesn't look good no matter what life. <laughs> <Right>.
1: <laughs> And it is interesting that they never refer to the mother in any kind of... That's something that confused me, too. Because they never, like, oh, mother, oh, whatever. She's bright eyes, you know.
2: Yeah, because she's not a mother. Like, to to them, she doesn't... She's nothing. And calling her mom is just, like, yeah, I I guess they don't... I wouldn't say she sees her as, like, any kind of mother figure. Yeah.
0: No, it's definitely a really awful daughter daddy duo. Um, because we see a lot of movies where you have like the two and they like gang up on the mom like stir of echoes, which we just talked about in your podcast. (laughs) Like the son and the father were like, we see dead people and you don't. Get out of our business. And it didn't get to this extent. (laughs) But like you sometimes have that when it is a family of like three or four and people like side with one parent and one parent has the favor even though they don't talk about it. And so it would feel weird to be like, are they just buddies or should I be concerned? And then all of a sudden you're gone.
2: Yeah. Trust no man. No man. (laughs) I Mm. like your note about the car sex. Oh. Oh. Yeah. There's a lot of car sex in this movie. And for what? (laughs) I just, like, car sex is, like, the most awkward thing. And it's weird to film it. And at the beginning, there's car sex. And she's very naked in, like, the school parking lot. And I was, like... Drive, drive, away
1: how, how is there that much room in your car, too? Like... That's the
2: thing. Mm-hmm. Like when, when she like leans down to give him a blowjob, I'm like, how do you have that much space? Like, where are you? Like, what is this car? And it's a it's a fucking Volkswagen Bug when you <laughs> see it when she drives it. So I'm like, this is bullshit. Like that is there is no room no in room. that car for you. I've driven to... one of those
1: and there's no room.
2: <laughs> there's no room to sit. Like how? It, yeah. And so and then I think it happens again with Mia and mm-hmm. I'm just like. I understand that car sex is, like, a teen thing, but Jesus Christ, why is there so much in this movie? <laughs> like, <laughs> I, the one up top, I feel, could have been done in a completely different
0: way, because, like, you want to show the blade and the scars. But also, we were like, let's get our boobs in, because we have to have a boob quota for every horror movie, apparently.
2: Well, and, like, when she, like, kept asking him who asked her to the dance, and it was, like, this weird dynamic there of her, like, of them, like, withholding, and then Lola's um. watching them <laughs> So I was like this is so fucking weird I'm obsessed like this is just so bizarre
0: I I love that Lola was not even hiding she was like right at the car window like she's about to hand them food through the delivery window and they were just oblivious
1: right how did he not see her <laughs>
2: I was gonna say like that's a very like looming presence over you just yeah. like watching What's you with a pink there? t-shirt
0: huh? so it's not like camo or anything she, did, she was no. there with a bright pink t-shirt just like I see you and nobody was like, who's this person to the side of us? Because they were like, we're in the school parking lot, everybody's
2: out here. <laughs> it's, it's fine. Yeah. Australia is very loosey-goosey, apparently. I mean, like, whatever, good for them. But well, that
1: principal wasn't though. That principal caught
2: uh that's true. That's true. Said, I they went were off school grounds, please. Thank you. <laughs> oh, teenagers are so horny.
0: When... <laughs> When the hand job on the dance floor started happening, I was like, "This is not what I think it is." <laughs> so it was no it i is. was like oh no because it was very much like this woman's this girl is grieving in weird ways on the floor but like we all handle grief differently and people are like laughing at her because she's like haha getting a handy and it's just like nobody's been like this bitch has changed these last six months as her brother went missing <laughs> kids, don't a shit
2: about, kids don't give two shits about that they're terrible she's like they're like oh you went through trauma too fucking bad <laughs> we don't give a shit everyone gets equal opportunity bullied here
0: <laughs> every kid is billy loomis it's like your mom went away and so did mine. And Sydney's like, my mom's dead, you asshole. And then they just go, Oh yeah. And then they become little monsters for other reasons.
2: <laughs> um, every kid's a Billy Loomis.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> Truly.
0: They used the R word and I was <laughs> gagged, but again. Oh, oh yes.
2: That's yes. right. I roll. When you i I have gone back and watched a lot of like stuff from the early 2000s recently. And wow, every, the R word was just thrown around with reckless abandon. Listen, it was like everybody's
0: favorite seasoning. And I was like, we don't need that. You, there are other ways of hurting someone. Have you hired a writer? We have vocabularies. We can find you 9,000 words to cut someone um, without using that word.
1: Just hire a drag queen. They can help you out too.
0: Open that library.
1: <laughs> hire a drag queen. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> all right well shall we get spicy with some hot takes spice um, let's do it spicy, spicy spicy
2: I kind of already started talking about this but my hot take is I know Lila is the worst but I absolutely love her she gives me Carrie vibes but much more fucked up and again we talked about this a lot but she's a female villain who is nasty and unapologetic for how nasty she is and I just think she's an incredible horror villain who deserves way more attention for how fucked up she is. And I think she's an incredible character. Yeah, and, but I do not, Does that mean, I condone her behavior in <laughs> any stretch of the <laughs> imagination. But goddamn, if I don't love a really good female villain, especially when she's a teenage girl and you subvert expectations of what a teenage girl is supposed to be and she's just like an absolute psychopath. Incredible. And, like, a well-written psychopath and that, like, she's got some weird nuances and traumas, and also she isn't just, like, popular girl psycho, but, like, full-on, like, very unwell psycho. And and I just think she's an incredible character. There's more love in the horror world. That's my... That is my spicy take. Yes, 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 all that.
0: Yes, yes, all of that. Also, I just had another thought late in the game, as usual. Like, he literally named her Lola, so maybe he was even grooming before she was born.
1: Ooh.
0: That no. didn't register until just now, even no. though it's there. I don't think I wanted it to register.
1: <laughs> Same. I think. Because it's one it's thing to start just... grooming a
0: child, but to start grooming something that's not even conceived An embryo, yet. Just... A, yeah. A <laughs> I, ooh. So, yeah. But my actual hot take. <laughs> <laughs> I. I I think it's interesting that this started for this particular person, Brett, because he rejected her, because usually in the real world, it's the women who reject the men and then shit pops off and then it's supposedly her fault because she could have been nicer to him. Then he wouldn't have done what he did at the school or the bar or whatever he did. And so what I'm wondering, and I know the answer to this, but I'm going to phrase it as a question. (laughs) Would horror dudes be so into this movie if the genders were swapped and it was more realistic?
1: Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Look, I'm just
2: telling it how it is in terms of my experience. (laughs) (laughs) No. Women women hurting men is unacceptable behavior in horror. Right? (sighs) Yeah, because we're so weak.
1: You're the victims. You're the the damsels. (laughs) Right. So okay, my hot take was I was really nervous up top to see if I would enjoy this movie or not because shock horror is not my cup of tea, torture porn is not my cup of tea. But I ended up really liking it because of all the things we've talked about that it's not just torture porn for torture porn's sake. Like there's there's a reason behind it. There's themes happening. There's a message that is is being told and and higher thought and and there's hope that he can live and he and ultimately he does have he's alive I don't know how I don't know how uh, he's
2: technically alive
1: and he's, <laughs> he's walking there his mom like I don't they didn't get the water down him so maybe he they can save his brain I don't know fingers crossed uh, <laughs> but I ended up really liking the movie because it's 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 well shot well edited the cut, you know it wasn't just an hour or 45 minutes of just straight torture which I would have not enjoyed. But yeah, I was nervous with the whole, like, cutting himself and the razor blade, and I was like, and the dog didn't stab, i like, please don't do this to me. But they didn't, and I enjoyed it.
0: Yeah. Now, I, same, 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 same. Also, this one of those horror movies, it doesn't have a high body count, but it still is effective and great, because a lot of the times, you're like, nobody died, why were we here? But this one kept us there for other reasons. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
2: And Death out. would be he a mercy be at that point. <laughs> You're yes. like, no, kill him. Just kill him. <laughs> kill him. Please kill no. him. <laughs> <laughs> but he's
0: also kind of the patron saint for all of us who've made it these last couple of years <laughs> from <us> pandemic. <laughs> like, you can go through anything and come out <laughs> if you put right. your mind to it.
1: <laughs> and and like we've been saying, I <laughs> do love that it was like switched. That like, you know, I always love a final boy. And we we have one in this in this film and and the girl being the the villain and not having, and not being painted as like oh she's a villain because, x y and z no she's just unhinged and she's just crazy <laughs> she's just
2: crazy love to see it love yeah to see
1: it. I, the more yeah. I think about it I really like this movie a lot. Okay. okay yes well, that more
2: is... people love this movie yes <laughs>
1: <laughs> well that is our thoughts on the loved ones and many other things that we've discussed in this episode jeffrey dahmer of course drag queens <laughs> as usual on fear street we there there's no boundaries <laughs>
0: Full service podcast.
1: Academia, like, does not forget that. Uh, how to lobotomize someone. Um, how to lobotomize, uh, what, lobotomy 101.
2: Uh, yes. Yeah, I can thank, be of service today.
1: Yeah, thank you so much, Mary Beth, for joining us. Thank you.
2: This is incredible. Thank you so much. Uh,
1: thank you everyone for listening. Next week, we're covering Evil Eye with Bhavna from Bloody Broads.
0: And that's going to continue our monthly theme of She Already Done Had Herses. Because we're going to get what next week? More women with weapons. Boom. Get into it.
1: As always, make sure you stay fierce out there.
0: Bye.